Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Mondays with Matt and Jay. We're here. We're thriving. We're hoping you're having a great Monday morning or evening or whatever day you're listening to this. Yeah, but we want this kind of, kind of be a little uh, kick in the butt to get your Monday started off on the right foot. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, we're going to keep this one as short and sweet as possible. Yep. Let's just dive right in. Cool. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Alrighty, so today... What's our life update? Oh, I know what we should talk about. Yep. We got a Peloton. (laughs) And I am not offended that I got a Peloton. This is funny. And it's kind of like outdated, but we'll talk about it anyways. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to take a little bit of time to actually use the machine and get used to it and see if I really liked it. Because um, they before. have like a, I think it's like a 30 day yeah, guarantee like free, or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. You can so try it out. We got it actually right before Christmas mm-hmm. and I was able to use it like the week prior and then we went out of town. And so anyways, the last several weeks I've been able to use it and um, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, I actually really like the Peloton. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Peloton. I like it a lot. I just had, I don't have riding shoes. And so <laughs> we need to explain the riding shoes thing because I didn't, I didn't understand that that was going to be part of it. Like yeah. I'd seen ads for it. You and need stuff, like but... cycling shoes and they don't have to be like Peloton shoes. It's just a certain kind of like click in. Um, there's a few different methods. Oh really? I thought yeah. they had to be from Peloton. No. Uh-uh. Oh, I, I have to say, I think Peloton has a genius business model. Like yeah. if you think about it, they sell you this expensive product and then they have monthly subscriptions. So right. you have to do the classes. It's like, that's pretty smart. Um, and you buy their shoes and everything. Or does the shoes come with the bike? So the deal that we got, it, it had, it came with the shoes. Okay. okay. It wasn't an extra cost. Okay. Wait, you mean it came with the bike? Came with the bike. The shoes came with the bike. <laughs> you ordered a pair of shoes and the bike came with yeah. it. <laughs> no, but so far I've really liked it. I highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. I, It's something you kind of have to get used to. It's like a different exercise. So if you're not used to spin and mm-hmm. also like all like just oh, there's like hit spin and there's hip hop right. spin and there's a lot of different parts. It's not like you're just sitting there cycling. Um, it's definitely like an adjustment. I mean, I'm a runner. I've been active my whole life, but I was like, oh, okay. I definitely need to. Yeah. It works like, different muscles. It does. And I realized I needed to go at my own pace and that's very unnatural for me as a <laughs> competitive person. Like you see the leaderboard and I'm like, no, I cannot be in 18th place. <laughs> I need to be at like number one. Um, but I was, you know, the first couple of weeks, especially it's one of those things where you do have to, 
um, sometimes just like they want you to be at 40 resistance. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be at 30 <laughs> or 32. So right. anywho, but overall, I've really liked it. I do recommend it. It's nice because it's like an all in one. And I actually recently did one, some of the arm workouts mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure how that was going to work because I was like, am I going to have to get off the bike? And then, yeah. but no, they actually do a lot of them like on the bike. So I did like a 10 minute arm workout after doing like a 15 minute hit ride. And it was a really solid workout. It was quick, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And then it cuts off a lot of time, like driving back and forth to the gym, but you're still motivated because someone is telling you what to do right. and you have the leaderboard and it's interactive. So you don't feel like you get bored. Cause sometimes when I do at home workouts, I like it's easy just to not feel as motivated. Yeah, so. for sure. What do you think? Anything else in the Peloton or should we move on? Oh, <laughs> uh, we can move on. There, right. there was a little bit of controversy surrounding. Yeah. The let's talk about that at the end though. Cause I feel like that's like a good, like cultural topic. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll do the, We'll go through the quick other three parts of the series that we always cover. The Sweet. first being food. Food. Roasted beets. Yeah, so I am definitely the adventurous one when it comes to um, palate. Palate. <laughs> that makes my funny. palate and you know what I eat. Um, but I'm really not a fan of beets. They taste like dirt <laughs> if you eat them raw. Yeah. But Jordan cook them kind of like you cook sweet sweet potatoes like yeah. you skin them dice them yeah so you peel them or whatever mm-hmm. um and then dice them up in little like one one inch one centimeter cubes mm-hmm. and you roast them with mm-hmm. salt and pepper and like gar- garlic powder right yeah and a little like you just basically toss them in olive oil or in like avocado oil or whatever you want to use and then a little salt and pepper a little mm-hmm. garlic powder roast yeah, them at it, 450 for it's like good. 20 minutes yeah they're really good but the last time she made them like I, oh yeah i would just they're a good accent to like a dish mm-hmm. but you couldn't eat like a whole plate of them i could but you wanted them to That's be like weird. in a medley like right. you said if you had mm-hmm. more sweet potatoes and... yeah she cut up like so she skinned and cut up like three beets yeah chopped them up it was like a uh, baking pan full of beets <laughs> and there was like half a sweet potato in there yeah like it was just random it's like picking out bacon bits in a salad <laughs> like i wish it was the other way around okay well that would be a lot better for everybody but i it was a massive sweet potato and i didn't realize i had cut up so many beets and so i used this big sweet potato but then like halfway through i just got tired of cutting it and i was running out of time because running out of time (laughs) we're running out of time no i felt like that the sweet potato No, what I meant was like you were making, I think, steak outside or something. And then I had made another mm-hmm. side and those were all, I just didn't time it very well. So yeah. you were like, steaks are done. I was like, crap, I haven't even put these in the oven. So I was like, screw the sweet potato. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but you were like, I took them out and you go, why are there like eight pieces of sweet potato and like a hundred pieces of beet? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Bears, beets, Battlestar Galactica. What? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Have you not seen that office episode where Jim is impersonating Dwight? Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. My woman needs to be a little bit more cultured. Oh my gosh. You need to be maybe a little less cultured. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Okay. Anyways, all right. So that's our food of the week. What's the song of the week? Someday Soon by Wilder Woods. It's a good song. It's a really it's good a song. It's a lot like uh, the song we recommended a few weeks ago. What was that? Um Come with me or something? Cover me up. That's what it's Cover called. Cover me up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the vibe is similar. Yeah. Like soulful. Kind of like, like ominous. And, like you want to like chill, hang out, sit in the sun. 
or something. <laughs> or by the fire. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's a really good fire song. Maybe that's more, more accurate. <laughs> I got very emotional about uh -oh, that. Oh, are we about to have two SpongeBob references in two weeks? Or what? Three weeks? SpongeBob? Yeah, I made a SpongeBob reference a couple weeks ago. I know, but... But the campfire song? Oh, no. Do not sing the campfire song, dear <laughs> Lord. We are mature adults. Okay. Speak for yourself. <laughs> All right. Let's quickly give our marriage and teamwork tip of the week, and then we'll dive back into the cultural issue surrounding Peloton, which okay. is kind of old news now, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so one thing that we did uh, kind of before the holidays was we went to our bank and established two uh, little, like, individual checking accounts we have a joint checking account that we like pay all the bills from mm -hmm. that you know our paychecks go into um, but then we take a part of that and put it into these other checking accounts mm -hmm. that each of us have so that we can buy each other gifts without the other person knowing like yeah, if they check the bank statements like wait right it's more of like a fun money account like just like a serve each other but then also we both have different hobbies or things that we like to do mm -hmm. so it's not it's not like a big account by any means it's just got a few hundred dollars in every month but it's like you know one of those things actually this came by recommendation of my mom because i normally wouldn't say like have separate bank accounts like i don't say do yeah separate definitely banking. don't do that so i don't mean that from like a you know you each have a bunch of separate accounts but it's basically they're like little arms of our main bank account and mm -hmm. they're just small and there's it's simply just to buy each other gifts or like if I get my hair done and I'm not pulling out from like our monthly budget, it's like right. that's only taken from those kind of things. Or if you want to get something for fishing, it's just like those little mm -hmm. fun, like, I guess, expenses that we have. Yeah. So it's just a way to do it. I think it's nothing big. We nope. can't really make huge purchases out no. of them, but all. Um, all the big purchases definitely rec or definitely recommend having the conversation together. But okay. That's been helpful, though, and kind of fun, I think, to do. So, yeah. all right, let's dive back into that cultural issue. I didn't want to dive too far into it in the beginning because I wanted to kind of get through the yeah. first parts of our series. But um, we touched on the fact that we got a Peloton. Yep. And the reason I think it's important to chat about this is because I didn't even know about this thing happening. Apparently, mm -hmm. it happened in December. So it is a little bit like old news. But I think it allows for a conversation about culture in general. Yeah, it's like a microcosm of our it's, current yes, state it's of like it's like a reflection. Let's give a quick culture. summary for those who might not have heard of it because if anyone else lives under a rock like I did, yeah. I I got this Peloton. I was super excited. Matt set it up for me. It came in early for Christmas and um he he sets it up. Everything was great. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love it. I did my first Peloton ride. Had him snap a little story so I could share about it and I shared it and it was right before Christmas. So it was around this time where all apparently it had all blown up. I start getting all of these messages and my friends start reaching out to me. They're like, did you hear about the like controversial ad that Peloton had that everyone's mad about? And it's not even controversial. Like pretty much everybody was of the mindset. Like it was mm -hmm. stupid that people were mad about it or maybe not stupid, but just like a little extreme that people like read into it that much. Um, but they were like, everyone was asking me about it. And I'm like, what are they talking about? So one of my friends had reached out and I asked her for more context because after getting like a hundred messages, I was like, all right. I don't know what this is. Yeah. And I was like, clearly I live in the dark. <laughs> well, we also don't have TV. Yeah. Like we don't have cable. I mean, yeah. we have TVs, but yeah. Um, so that was part of it. Yeah. But basically the ad, you can look it up. Like this husband gets his wife. He surprises his wife with a Peloton for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then she's like documenting her fitness journey on it. And um, she's like taking selfies. Well, there's like one scene where. <laughs> Her face just kind of looks like a little, Worried. a little bit like unsure. Like, yeah. uh, is this how I take a selfie? <laughs> no, it was more like, it, and the actress went on the Today Show and even said, yeah. she goes, I think people were upset because of my eyebrows. <laughs> she literally yeah, said that. Yeah, because she kind of like raised her eyebrows and it was kind of like she a, just, just nervous. Un, yeah. Yeah. 
Like um, she almost didn't want it or like she was being forced to be on it when that right. wasn't necessarily what was, they were trying to convey at all. <laughs> yeah. I just think it was kind of a cheesy article or um, advertisement overall. Like yeah. I think that's the biggest criticism is like, eh, kind of cheesy, but like, yeah. I don't think it's, but basically what happened is people were like, that's so misogynist. That's sexist. Yeah, it's He's sexist like for forcing her to work out. Yeah. And- like, how do you even get that from that? And I guess like. There, I think there's been some really good arguments of like, you know, I've had I've read a lot about it because I was like, what's the like I'm trying to get to the pain point here. Like there's clearly a pain point that people are upset about. Mm-hmm. I think where it got spun into with like, oh, my gosh, this is automatically sexist and he's automatically misogynistic and this company must be this. It's like, wow. OK, that's extreme. I think I saw some feedback from people who were like, you know, I think it was interesting. There were some people who I'd seen comment and say things like, why does an already thin person like need to be the person they use for the Peloton? Which there's a couple arguments for that. One being like, regardless of your size, you need to be healthy. So there's that um, and active. And just move. Yeah. Move your body every day. But I also can understand the argument of like, you know, other people use Pelotons besides people who are a size two. Like, so I think I I could see both sides of that argument. But the argument that blew up that this was like somehow misogynistic, somehow sexist. The reason I think we wanted to talk about it was not so much because we care a whole lot about what happened with the Peloton ad, but more because, A, we got a Peloton and then all of a sudden I got like slammed with messages about it. And then someone's like, you basically recreated the commercial without knowing that's what you were doing. I was like, oh, wow, that's true. Um, But anyway, so what Matt was saying about how it's kind of like a microcosm of a societal issue where it's like, it's almost like people are, seem to be looking for offense in some yeah, ways. It's like, like I outrage think that's important culture. To talk about. Yeah. Like can I you think, explain that? I sometimes... think that life in the West, especially mm-hmm. um, like we don't have to fight off wolves every day. We don't have to like go and hunt for our food. We mm-hmm. can just go to the grocery store. Like we have a lot of stuff come really easy mm-hmm. and I think we're meant to struggle Hmm. And I think when we don't have stuff to struggle against, we make up stuff. We to, yeah, we create That's stuff a really to good struggle way to put against. It. And everyone has things harder or easier. That's yeah, not to say like we not, all have it easy. Yeah. And everybody's good. Like, I mean, everybody goes through financial struggles and mm-hmm. things like that. But I think when you're not necessarily struggling for survival, like or when you when people get comfortable or just when mm-hmm. or that I think it can be a combination of that. And I can also I also think it can be a combination of groupthink, which can happen very quickly on social yeah. media where like one or two people say something, someone else jumps on that bandwagon. And the next, yeah. thing you know, this thing is like blown up when the majority of society, like the loud might or the literally quiet does not care. Yeah. The yeah. quiet minority is like what? Majority. But there's this or yeah, quiet majority. Sorry. Yeah. But there's this loud minority that's so vocal and like ready to pounce on the first person who might disagree mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the problem with the like, qu- Oh, go ahead. It's like the woke culture. It's like everything is like, Everything's there's always some like subliminal meaning to everything. Like nobody can just do something out of the goodness of their heart. Hmm. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a level of distrust. And yeah. The bottom line is if, if you're just nice to people, and you mind your own business, mm-hmm. like that solves ninety percent of the problems in the world. Yeah. Like, so the guy got his wife a Peloton. Maybe she asked for a Peloton. Yeah. Like you did. Yeah. Right. And it was like, yes, I would love to get you that gift. Mm-hmm. But people, oh well, he he's probably just like some uh, you know misogynistic man right. who's when all about all image acting and to begin with. He's body shaming his wife <laughs> yeah. and blah blah blah, and it's like. It's a commercial. It's right. to try and get you to buy a Peloton. Like right. it's marketing. Right. Well, there's two things I think that could be said to that. And just on a, a broader scope too. the first being um, kind of like you said, like, you know, 
it could have been something that you don't know context but I think when you see things like this like this is something that I've been advised to do when you see things explode and you see this like kind of like what Matt was saying this outrage culture like everybody's upset this person must be a victim and like there's Mm -hmm. this alternate alternate narrative that's created when most of the time it's like no that's just like normal and what most people do like you know it's like if I if I got you a Peloton nobody be mad you know you you know what isn't normal though what while we're on the topic of advertisements and getting things as gifts um Let's talk about the whole like Lexus commercial where there's, there's just a car in the driveway with a big bow on it. <laughs> like, how do you get your spouse, significant other, a car? <laughs> like, if you have a single bank account, it's like, wouldn't you see that big? Like, yeah, that's no, true. Where'd this come the from? logic of Wait, that. honey, you bought me a car? <laughs> uh, we need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. That's well, what everybody should be outraged about. Right. <laughs> Like not talking to each other yeah. about financial decisions. You're like, uh, this costs half as much as our house. Yeah. Um, okay. But I want to go back to this thing too, because there's two, there's two points I want to make the Peloton. I just, that ad thing, like, again, it's old news, but it highlighted a cultural issue that I think is important to talk about. One being that like somehow it's wrong. My, my friend Lindsay actually wrote about this on Instagram. Cause when this all happened, she's the one who reached out to me to like explain what happened because I was getting all these messages and she was like, I actually wrote a post on this last week. You liked it. I was like, I did. Or she didn't actually say that. But then I went and looked at it. I was like, oh, I liked it. I guess I never read it though. I was like, cute picture. Never read your caption. Sorry. So then I read the caption and she actually made a really good point. She basically said her view on the, on the ad. She's like, look, even if the husband was getting the woman a tool to like help her health or help her work out, or the husband even did say like, Hey, like I want to help you get healthier. She made a really good point of like, I'm just going to read you this part because I thought this was really solid and it was, I think a really important argument. Yeah. She, so she wrote this, she said, she talked about how her husband brought up the, um, the article or the, the ad and stuff. But then she said, it's obvious people are waiting way too much or reading way into a simple ad. The ad clearly shows the woman stoked to receive this gift indicating she actually wanted it for Christmas. The husband wasn't manipulating her to exercise in some sort of devious plot to make her skinny. What concerns me most is the fact that people perceive a husband telling his wife to exercise more as a horrible thing. But can we just talk about that for a second? It is really, is it really the worst if my husband tells me I need to be in better shape or tells me anything for that matter uh, that could offend me, but is meant for my, for me, sorry, I can't read or tells me anything for that matter that could offend me, but is meant to make me ultimately a healthier person. A husband should know his wife so intimately that he knows what will benefit her and he should have the authority to tell her those things and vice versa. A wife should have that same authority to tell her husband when she notices unhealthy behavior and call it out. In a world where we get so butthurt when the slightest thing offends us, marriage is meant to grow us. Yeah. If the closest person to me can't even tell me that I something I need to hear without me being offended about it, mm. then how are we supposed to grow? If I'm doing something unhealthy in my life, my husband should love me enough to call that unhealthy out unhealthy behavior out in me. That is true love. Not letting it stay there, not letting me stay where I am, which might be easier, but instead calling me up into something greater out of love. When you create an open space in marriage for healthy communication that has the potential to offend, but choose instead to be offended and better and speak critiques with love, that's when we become better people. So I, I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, such a good point. Bravo. So good. Yeah, because Jordan call, Jordan does that to me too. Right. It's, it's like, like, Matt, you had pasta at the Italian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> on friday like you can't have pizza f- 
for dinner tonight. Yeah. Like, like, and, and it's because you've given me that, like, you've asked me to hold you yes. accountable. You've like, I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to be healthier. So I'm trying to not be a nag or not to con- like put you down, but also to put be like a gentle loving reminder of like, mm-hmm. Hey, you want to have, you said like, I'm going to eat one cheat meal a week. So yeah. when you're naturally going for a second, like, I just want to help hold you accountable. Yeah. That's how we grow as people. And so basically the point that that quick caption made that I loved is that we as people are designed to be challenged and we're in relationship to make each other better. So worst case scenario, even if this guy or a guy actually got his wife a Peloton because he was like, you know, she's really struggling to stay healthy, but I know that's a desire of her heart and that's a desire of my heart because I care about her well-being. I don't need her to be, you know, a, a magazine cover model by any means, but I want her to be healthy because one thing that Matt and I talk a lot about too when it comes to health and marriage and in relationship and in family is that when you take care of yourself, you're actually taking care of the other person too. Because if you just like neglect your health right now, it's like when we're 60 or whatever, guess Mm -hmm. who's going to be like caring for like, guess who's going to be paying the price of that? Like watching you be sick or how like, The be- and that's not to say you can avoid that. And that's what marriage is. Like we would take care of each other regardless. But when you're intentionally or just very, if you're acting very unintentionally now to not care for your health and care for your future, mm-hmm. it's uncaring to your spouse. So I want to yeah. point that out just from like a marital and just like cultural standpoint where culture is like, no, like never be offensive. It's like, no, sometimes love hurts. <laughs> sometimes like yeah. love is like doing the hard thing. Faithful no. are the wounds of a friend. Deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Yeah. That's from Proverbs. It's yeah. so true. Like people who truly love you will sometimes tell you the hard thing. Yeah. Or that like hurts you hold in, you accountable. Yeah. It hurts you in the short term to yeah. help you in the long term. Right. So there's that. The other thing I just want to say about any situation like this in culture where it's like this highly crazy, like everybody's mad about something, mostly again because of groupthink and these other things we already talked about, um, is to try to hold the argument to its own logic. So kind of like I just shared in that caption, but another way to look at that is apply it to something else. Like people can pick something apart really quickly and rip it to shreds and almost way overthink it. But if you can hold something to its own logic by saying something like, okay, let's look at this in a different way. If my husband gave me nail polish, is that somehow misogynistic because that's him apparently telling me that I have ugly hands and he wants my fingers to be prettier? Girl, your nails are whack. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, but it's my favorite color. So just take the logic that seems to be being portrayed in the argument and try to mm-hmm. apply it to something else. And that can sometimes help you see through, like, is this truly, does this have a whole lot of weight to it? Or is this just a really highly emotionally charged thing that's trying to create pretty much something out of nothing? So whether it's that ad specifically, again, I think there's some arguments for how the ad could be better, but... Beyond that, we have to think a little bit more critically as a culture and be able to look through this kind of stuff because it happens often and it happens continually. So that's kind of why we brought up this specific tangible example that happened within the last month or so, just to kind of speak into this kind of what you refer to it as like outrage culture. Yeah. So that is all we got for today, folks. This has been a long one. Yeah, it was a longer episode, but thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in.
To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.